Well, we have a guest with us today, and uh, we do. This is uh, this is a first for us, so it's exciting. It's very exciting. Good. I think I think she's our number one fan. By the yeah. way. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. So Good. Tell us. Uh, tell 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 us who you are. Tell everybody who you are. Well, I I'm Teresa, and I'm Clark's friend. We used to be colleagues. Um, he's nice enough to host me here in Japan whilst I'm traveling the world. Um, saves me a bunch of money. But um, if you ever come here, it's it's a fantastic, loving household. It's the best bed in the world. And I'm kind of like wondering if I should just stop my travels here and stay here. It's very so. You've got something to look forward to if you ever decide to come okay. here. Yeah. Um, but I think you you need to tell me how you met Clark. Okay. Well, um, it's a bit of a, a complicated story. Actually, it's not that complicated. It's just that um, <laughs> I met Clark. The best stories start out complicated. Yeah. The the thing is, I met Clark many years ago uh, with my ex wife, who is now no longer in the picture. And um, the very first time I met Clark. <clears throat> I wasn't impressed. I, I gotta say, and, and Clark knows this. We've talked about this, and it's probably for a number of different reasons. Like Clark didn't know who I was. We went over to his house. He probably, you know, Annette was probably like, "Oh yeah, it's this uh, friend of mine from like way back," and and her husband. And Clark was probably like, "Whatever, I don't know." And um, when I left the house. I was kind of like, yeah, Clark was nice, but, uh, you know, whatever. There wasn't, like, a a super, like, awesome connection. And the weird, yeah. Yeah, the weird thing about Clark, and I have found this out, is... Uh, and Annetta and I have talked about this. Clark is an onion. And the more layers you peel off him, the better he gets. And I got to tell you, oh, like, yeah. seriously, Clark is... We've talked about this. He is like it's too bad that we're like nine thousand miles away because we really are best friends. And uh, I know Clark has other right, very right. close, Absolutely. very close friends with lots of people, and that's great. But we have uh, we have a good connection. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I mean, I, before we started this call, I was telling you the first time I ever met Clark was in the office environment, and I had heard about him. I knew who he was, and I met him at the coffee machine, and he introduced himself, and he said, and I'm like, oh, you're that Clark, and it was almost like I wanted to, like, bow down to him, oh, and I wanted, I, like, I, you know, I looked he's at not, him because I knew he was, he's like, not a, god. a lot my, like... <laughs> And well, but to me, because I had heard about him and I wanted to be really polite because he is, you know, somebody in the company. And anyhow, I was so flattered when he sent me the LinkedIn request. And you're right about that onion thing. I can just give that back, you know, and then slowly through this mutual friend that we have in New York, we bonded and, you know, and now I'm sitting here and we spent last night out and, you know, there is, we can touch up on topics that otherwise you wouldn't touch up on with colleagues. Yep. Um, yes. Yeah, we've, we've peeled back lots of layers. I wonder how much there is. Um, oh, it's or maybe endless. I'm scared to see how murky it, it gets. It's, it's it endless. Get murky. It's <laughs> endless. It gets murky. Trust us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what are we yapping about today? Well, let me just start by saying that that Teresa's actually listened to a few episodes of our podcast and and has actually had a couple laughs and and chuckles over a few of the topics like the captain's hat she loved the captain's <laughs> yes. hat ref, that, that that discussion so she has some experience listening to us a little bit and we've actually been as we're just going through 
like last night having dinner and dr- having drinks, we were thinking, oh, that would make a good thing. We we could t- either talk about tomorrow on the podcast or it would just make a good topic for for the podcast. And so we kind of jotted a few things down. But I want to talk a little bit about my trip to Malaysia. Yes, you had mentioned that. So, yeah, well, we talked about this. We did. We did. <laughs> By the way, you said that about seven times already in this in this recording, <laughs> which is, hey, why we named the show that way. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Anyway, go on. All right. So I want to, when I was on vacation and I find that the best time for me to, when I get my ideas is when I'm running I, and I, I have the ability to record on my watch. Anytime I get a thought, I now record it onto my onto my Apple Watch, which is one of my, the favorite things about my my Apple Watch, other than that it's a fitness tracker and, and it tells time. Obviously, I love recording thoughts and ideas as I get them, and I can do it very easily on my run, and or when I'm just walking around and I observe things. So, I did want to talk about a, a major pet peeve of mine that, and that is. When you're in the washer, there's two things, actually, I want to talk about. It's both related to the bathroom, restroom, toilet topic. Sorry, so this is because you were in Malaysia and you had a bathroom experience? Yes, I did. That just conjures up images of an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, literally, I was in right? Malaysia. There was a bathroom incident. <laughs> yeah. Well, this may be underwhelming now that you've teed it up okay. that way uh, but but this isn't restricted to malaysia this is just a general ob- observation i'm sure everyone listening has had and that we've all had and that is when you're in a washroom and you've finished doing your business and you go and you wash your hands and then you see somebody who was maybe at the urinal behind you finishing his business zipping up and then just walks out of the washroom. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. It's terrible. And it bugs me. Like It's disgusting. And so the so in Malaysia, I I'd, I'd say the only thing more disgusting than that is somebody comes out of the toilet. Oh, that's even worse. I've experienced that too. Yeah. It got me thinking. You know, how many times have you been in the situation where where you see somebody do that and you almost want to say Aren't you forgetting something? Dude. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You see this sink? I'm going to turn the water on for you, okay? I'm going to make this as easy as possible. <laughs> Get some soap on your hands and wash them. <laughs> That's so condescending. <laughs> That's awesome. Just grab the toilet lid off the back and just smack them in the head with it. <laughs> My other idea was, same scenario, but a little more subtle is that you have like a, a little pad of sticky notes in your like always with you that you could like have oh, p- so printed good. out on the sticky note would be this guy doesn't wash his hands <laughs> or oh yeah I'm I just used the restroom and didn't bother to wash my hands and you find a way to like affix like, it to his back stick right. it on it so that he walks around hey, bud, like, how's it th- yeah hey bud <laughs> eh, nice to meet Hello, you and then my just name like tap is... him on <laughs> I don't wash my hands after using the restroom. I, you know, something like that. Yeah. I know I sound like a complete jerk, but oh, it makes perfect sense. No, have you no. seen this? I, I gotta, you've all seen this, right? The, the women is. Yes. I mean, I don't know how it measures up because I wouldn't be able to benchmark it because um, I, I have rarely been to the men's toilet, but <laughs> I, um, I do see that, and I, it, 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 I get the same sort of feeling. 
on the other end of the spectrum, and it just I'm just thinking about this. Have you ever been in a hand washing contest? So you are washing your hands, and you you no. both kind of like start at the the person next to you at the same time, and you kind of feel like you need to do it a little bit more thoroughly. <laughs> I have I I almost feel compelled to wash my hands longer than the other person and more thoroughly, and then my brain gets into thinking that one time I saw on a show how doctors like there's a certain routine on how how they wash their hands right um and then i start doing that and just it it pleases me when i have taken longer than them because it makes me feel oh i'm so much cleaner than you <laughs> that's so funny yeah actually i don't know if i've yeah i haven't really entered a hand washing contest like that but uh i know what you mean i have i have been at the washing my hands and the guy beside me has gone for like you know a fraction of a second <laughs> less than i have and i'm like yeah i did it longer than you i'm better good yeah <laughs> so i know, you I know exactly what you mean You've been in one. but let me tell you a story that happened with me and my brother we went to this concert it was an outdoor concert at in toronto at the um uh it's now the budweiser theater but you know the one in ontario place i Molson forget it's had so many different names to be yeah, yeah yeah now it's they've changed the name it's the budweiser amphitheater but Anyway, uh, we were at a concert there, and uh, we were pretty zooed, I think. We'd had quite a few drinks, and the both of us, uh, between bands, like they had three bands, and the second band had just finished playing, and we thought, well, we have to go to the bathroom. So we went to the bathroom. We actually grabbed another couple of beers, and then uh, while we were in the bathroom, which was really, really busy, um, we did our, our business. And while we were in there waiting, uh, these women came in. There's four women that came in, and uh, they went to a stall in the guy's bathroom. And, like, I don't know if you have done this, uh, Teresa, but uh, I've been in many men's bathrooms where this has happened. In bars, at concerts, or whatever, where, like, two or three or four women will come in. One will use the bathroom. The other three will guard it. And then, you know, they they take their turn to go. Because the lineup for the women's bathroom is insanely long, right? absolutely. So they all did their thing. And then when they they finished, they got up, they left, and... uh, as they were leaving, everybody was all the all the guys were like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey! Wash your hands! Wash your hands!" <laughs> and it was so funny because they were like, "Oh, okay, sorry, sorry." They went back and they were gonna leave without washing their hands. But it was so funny, like it was hilarious just to be on the other side of that because I know that women are sometimes critical of how men don't, you know, aren't the cleanest in the bathroom. Right. But I will say this: um, I know that there have been cleaners who have said sometimes. Actually, not sometimes, often. The women's bathroom is messier than the men's bathroom. I have heard that too. And um, I spoke to, um, between Clark and our mutual friend, we, we have, you know, spoken about the, you know, spoken about office bathrooms. And so I think we can compare notes. And it is true. Um, it's, um, and I think there's even like some research out on that, that women aren't the cleanest and, you know. Actually, I've seen statistics or read in Men's Health magazine, one of, used to be one of my favorite magazines to read, a reliable source of information, of course, that they said <laughs> that a typical woman's kitchen was mess, was more unsanitary than a man's. But the reason they cited was that women tend to actually wipe down more 
but they're probably doing it with a cloth that isn't properly cleaned yes. and they're actually spreading more germs around than the guy's the the bachelor guy apartment where he barely ever wipes his counters down and isn't actually spreading more germs so it's sort of a take on that a little bit <laughs> that's right that's probably what it is yeah so, well, and then the yeah. statistics must be skewed because, um, sadly, I'm pretty sure that women still spend more time in the kitchen. So there's that. But <sighs> I think we too. shouldn't get into that. So, But if it's a kitchen that is, if it's a bachelor female versus a bachelor male, two separate kitchens, does that make your statistic or your idea more, does it give it more credit or less credit? Um, the ball, I'm just thinking about our mutual friend. I think he barely ever walks into a ki- into his kitchen unless he like opens the fridge to get right. a bottle of wine. Um, you know, <laughs> and the only time his kitchen has been touched is when I visited him and I did cook something for him. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, you went there and you cooked. Be- it no, for because him. I love that. That's it's awesome. just one of the things That's that I great. do. Um, you and- almost burned the house. Oh, down there's a woman here. <laughs> awesome. Could you cook me something, please? Oh God. Um, okay, so uh, what was the other story? That, and You said there was another issue in Malaysia. Yeah, so the other issue, and it, it was, so I, as I was saying, I like to run, and I get a lot of ideas when I run, mm-hmm. and I, I will take notes through my Apple Watch as I'm running around, and so off I was running, and I was noticing, and in, in this, is, this is Malaysia, so it's a little bit, there's a little bit more of an edge to it. It's certainly not Tokyo in terms of cleanliness and and just the overall atmosphere like in the streets, like in neighborhoods. So I decided like the first time I went running, I kind of ran a little bit around where the beach was, a bit on the streets off the resort. But this particular run, I decided to, hey, you know, let's, mm-hmm. I want to see the neighborhood a little bit around this resort because it was kind of in a residential-ish area, residential slash commercial-ish area so you went off you went off the resort i did is what i you're did saying. so and i okay. decided to kind of go i decided to go go a little further out of it even than it, i had already done i wanted to you know i usually find running in when i go to foreign cities it's a fantastic way to discover a new city like to see things because you you know i run five kilometers generally each time i go out so hey 5k running around this part of the city i get to see some stuff and so I'm running and, and doing my thing. And I was in a very residential neighborhood. And it wasn't like, I didn't feel like I was in a, in a third world country <clears throat> by any means. But it was definitely a little bit kind of rough around the edges. And, you know, with everybody had kind of iron gates. And it, uh, to set the scene, it wasn't, uh, I wouldn't, I would call it a mixed affluent neighborhood. Like it wasn't high end. But it wasn't like third okay. world sort of low end. It was sort of a mi- middle of range and with the odd sort of really nice house. So would you classify it as a safe area? Did you feel safe? Yes. Or is that part of the it story? It is part of the story. Um, so okay. I felt, yes, I felt safe, but I also was conscious of the fact that, well, you're running in a neighborhood in Malaysia. And in, in a lot of these countries are actually quite safe, to be to be frank. They're actually very safe. So I didn't really feel unsafe running through this neighborhood. But one thing I noticed was that occasionally you'll just see a dog on the street, like walking around, like, or, or sitting and just like the way you might run into a cat on the street. (laughs) Okay. So that was the first observation I made was, oh, there's a dog. 
okay, that's probably not that unusual. It looked like totally like it was a Labrador or some size, like a, a size of maybe a Labrador. And it, it was a mixed breed, but it, it was not a nice, it wasn't a scary looking dog, but it certainly wasn't a, what a beautiful dog. I want to go engage with it. I just thought it was maybe two, like a, a hundred meters away. And I thought, I'm just hoping I don't really get its attention. I just, and plus you're running. So you're like, will that cause it to be attracted to me in any way? But it honestly, it looked like it didn't have a care in the world. It just was sniffing the grass and doing its thing. And, and, and I thought, okay. So I ran by it and nothing happened. And then, and then I would see occasionally <coughs> other dogs, same situation. Like on the next run I did, I would see another dog. And then I would see some dogs like on their properties, behind gates, sitting on their porch. But nobody, no dogs were leashed. Any dogs I ever saw were either, they, had, they didn't even seem to have collars or anything. They were just, I was like, are these stray dogs? Do they belong to somebody? And so getting to the, the meat of my story is I ended up, and I, so I've passed several dogs in various scenarios up until this point in, in a couple of the runs I had done. I did I these observations. Then I ran down a street where I saw, I passed one dog that looked at me a little bit funny. It was in its on its property and behind a gate, which I think might have been open. And then, how does a dog look at you funny? <laughs> well, I don't understand that. Was he giving you the eye? Like, <laughs> it just had this sort of look, like you know, when they're they're down and they sort of perk up. That's a dog looking at you funny. I think it just looked. It, there was just something. So, how do you know he just wasn't happy to see you? Like, oh look, there's a person. I like that. Well, guy. okay, so this that dog didn't concern me that much. But as I was passing, I looked about maybe five or six houses to the right, and I saw a dog that did not look like a very nice dog. It looked, I thought, you know what? I'm not passing this dog. No, that one I'm going to turn back. I am going to just like, just do a little Yui and go back. Do you, do you have a history with dogs? A bit. I've had a few scary moments with dogs. But this particular okay. dog, I was sort of imagining it like I was going down a street where, you, where there's actual people sitting out on their front porches. And, you know, you just get the look from somebody where it's like, mm, you know what? I don't <coughs> think I really want to run past that person. Like, like I imagine almost like a like an L.A. neighborhood in like Compton or something. <laughs> you know, you're, you're in the bad neck of the woods. Just just do yourself right, a favor okay. and hide. Just, just subtly turn around and hope nobody notices. Okay, so... Guys sitting on their porch drinking a Fody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Out of a paper bag. Yeah, That's okay. exactly yeah. what I'm thinking. So this dog, okay. I'll try to get to the point. This dog that was about six houses away just had a look about it that was intimidating to me. And I decided to, to run, to turn, do a little Yui and go back. It was as though the dog felt by that action i was someone it should it should deal with because why would he go back why did this guy why did this intruder in our neighborhood turn around he's up to something did he did he chase you i turn around i see the dog i decide no i'm not running i'm gonna i'm gonna stop i was maybe five houses away from it i decide to turn around all of a sudden dog number one the first dog that i passed decides to start barking at the top of its and, and comes charging out of the yard at me 
this is the one you passed and it didn't do exactly. anything. It was almost like, whoa, but like it was literally like these were people where it's like this guy on the first, he's the first guard kind of like checking the first, he'll watch people. And then if he doesn't like something, he'll alert other dogs. <laughs> okay. Okay. Or okay. people. So dog one has now decided to turn. He's on you. like, what? Okay, bud. Now you got a problem with my pal six doors yeah. down that you don't yeah. want to run past him. He starts barking at me. The dog down the street also comes charging down the street at me. And then yep. suddenly there are literally five dogs around me, surrounding me, barking. One of them was grabbing my foot with its teeth. Shut up. It was like gnawing. It was really? like, like pulling on my foot. Like, oh. like it was like on my foot. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm in shorts. I'm in running gear. I'm as vulnerable as you can get. I'm thinking, please don't bite my legs. Like, like, please just get the hell out of here. And I just went into suddenly, what do I do mode, right? Like, you know, we've heard these stories, what to do if you get confronted by a bear or, and I just, I, my instinct was. So you stood there at this. Be strong, but don't engage and try to just disengage but don't be like a weak don't be weak but don't be strong because you know i'm thinking the last thing we need is for them to think i'm a threat to them right and you hear story like all this is flashing through your brain i i would okay so all of this is flashing through your head all these thoughts you're just like please stop please go away oh god i hope somebody comes out of their house and says hey get back here bring get the dogs back in yeah yeah yeah. but i'm I'm feeling so helpless and i and it was like it felt like something that was it, it felt like it was a, a, a 20 minute f- ordeal. Like, so you're standing, I'm standing there. And so what I did is I turned away from them and I looked, didn't I put, look at them? Partially, I was scared to death to look at them. I didn't even <laughs> want to see what I was <laughs> confronted by. And all I said was like, get out. Or I, I was like, hey, 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 hey. I did that. I was like, hey, 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 hey. Like trying to be a little bit kind of in charge a bit, but I didn't look at them and I, and I didn't, move i just stood there and i started trying to slowly walk away and then they stopped barking and then they ran off so but it, it had this moment of like how how bad that could have gone like yeah what, what's the deal aren't you supposed to like punch dogs in the nose isn't that the isn't that the well, rule but if there's a group of them you stand no chance right i mean one dog of a size of a labrador can hurt you quite significantly um, and then what if, you know, you punch one and then already your arm is down onto their height, the, you know, the yeah. second and the you've third. Given, you've gonna... exposed your body. Right. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So it's pack of dogs, keep in mind. I mean, I think, honestly, I don't want to exaggerate, but I believe there were five dogs. Yeah. I cannot believe you held that story in for that long. You, you've you been back from Malaysia for forever, and you held that story in for this well, long? I told Annetta about it. I would have, I would have been bursting. I've told... Like, I would have... I w- <laughs> we told Annetta because she was there. Right, right. I said, guess what just happened to me? But I partially was saving this for the podcast, right? I wanted to save the story. I don't think I've told no, you. No, he, he just mentioned to me he wants to talk about, you know, like yeah. little... 
dog yeah. chase. I I am I'm having sweat patches under my arms right now because I find that so scary. Mm. And I'm a I'm a massive dog lover, but I can almost like visually it would it would scare me absolutely too. because all it would take is for you to you know whilst that dog was tugging on your shoe like to trip and be on the floor and then you're just prey yeah. right yeah. <laughs> there would be like a Clark carcass left well and uh, yeah and and. I have since gone and looked up what to do in these scenarios. I remember a friend of mine gave me a book once. It was survival tips for the for the modern man or something. And it was <laughs> it was sort of a, a bit of a that's awesome. It's kind of a bit of a, a joke. The book like it had everything from what to do if you have gas on a date <laughs> to what do you do if you're, if uh, confronted by a, a bear. You know, just and I all I was thinking was oh. F- fuck, why didn't I read the chapter on, you know, the bear or the dogs or like, and I was thinking how many times have you will or could we get into scenarios where you, there are, there is advice out there for scenarios like this that you either had the chance to read about them, but you didn't. Like, I think most people know if you get, if you're, if a shark comes, you're supposed to punch it in the nose. That's almost yeah. like common <laughs> knowledge. Yes. We've learned that. Yeah, but how do you punch a shark in the nose in the oh, water? Exactly. Well, I mean, well, you ever punched anything through the water? stick your finger in its eyes. Or that That's too. another one. Yeah. And so, so of course, after this, okay. so I just went with instinct, which was to not engage, to try to sort of hold my ground but don't be threatening don't look at they don't look at the dog in the eye and so after this happened i thought now i really want to know what to do if this ever happens again so i did do some reading on it they said first of all do not run you will not win that race you won't you'll you'll and it will provoke the dog even more so never run from a situation like don't that the first instinct or the first piece of advice was do not run the second was, don't look at them in the eyes. Dogs and bees smell fear? I think so. <laughs> don't look at it in the eyes. Do you know what that's from? I don't, no. <laughs> it's from Jerry Maguire. Dogs and bees smell fear. It's that little kid with the glasses. Ah, I didn't know that. Anyway, so I was... It said, don't look them in the eye. And I'm saying this... I wanted to make sure this gets out because people should know how to deal with a pack of dogs if they ever confront them. I think we're doing the listeners a favor. <laughs> because really, it's really common. It's a common yes. thing. Yeah. <laughs> so don't look them in the eye. Don't touch them. Don't try to punch them in the nose. I think that was one of the things that was said. Like, don't do anything. Just try to turn away. Actually, almost everything that I did do is what it said to <clears> do. <throat> and But the biggest advice nice. was do not run because that will... Like I said, I read like three things. It said it's a race you won't win, so don't run. And they said if you get into a situation well, yeah. where you are on the ground just cover your throat like just get down on the ground and basically cover your throat because that's what dogs generally try to do is go in at your throat right like they want to get to the throat and fortunately it that's a frightening story yeah i mean it did set me off i think it bothered me for the next couple days almost like it took a while to shake that i wasn't like panicked and, and like shaking scared i was just like off put and I, of course, that was the last run on that vacation. I didn't bother to run enough. I, I think that was the. I think it was the last time anyway that I was going to run. But I definitely did not want to go running after that. In, uh, after that incident. Wow. It was a one-run vacation. That's an insane story. I I don't know. 
I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have done something stupid, like <laughs> kick the dog in the face. And Well, that was something that came to mind was, I remember there was a guy I worked with, he was a cop, and he was telling me once that he was at a, a he had got called to a scene where there was a, a, a group of unruly teenagers or something like that at a in front of a, 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 a store or a hotel or something. And he was explaining to me what you do. So he said, basically, he got surrounded by like, 10 people and he said and he was on his own his backup hadn't shown up yet doesn't he have nine bullets yeah yeah i guess but you know <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, that is a terrible that, thing to say horrible. i can't i'm i have to say i'm joking when i say that i have to clarify i'm just totally <laughs> so joking. he turns he said yeah. he was basically surrounded by like seven or eight teenagers or something that were very intimidating i don't even know if they were teenagers i think they were older college age maybe and they were aggressive, like they were like, yeah, cop, what the, what the fuck are you going to do, man? And he said, what I did is I looked for the what I would determine to be the alpha in the group, and I punched him in the face. A- and wow. everybody scattered. It was over. <laughs> so he said, he said, if you're ever in a situation where you get like a group, take the guy who appears to be in charge punch him in the face if you have like if you can't get out of it through conversation find the guy who appears to be the one in charge like the alpha deal with him if if the only person you get to is is one person deal with the alpha guy first and everybody else will scramble because as soon as they see tough guy on the ground with bleeding nose everyone will scramble you hope but that's just that was the advice i got from a cop if you ever get confronted by a group of people is always take out the alpha in in the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So which one was the alpha dog? I didn't even look. <laughs> I wasn't looking at them. I didn't want to know. I didn't... I hadn't moved to level... <laughs> it was... Uh, let's say there were... Let's say if there were th- three phases to this, phase one being initial engagement, like threat level one, maybe problem... I think I got, I would say, level two. The dog biting my shoe was where it escalated up a level. Yes. If the if it was just a bunch of barking, the dog... So I was at threat level one, but until the, the biting of right. the foot. That was threat level two. If it had started to go to, like, they're biting my skin and, and yes. there's, like, are all over me, that's threat level probably bumping up to four or five. That would be... Why did I start talking about that? Why did Why did I mention this? Well, you're talking about the different threat level, like... Um, oh, then, oh, that's when I would have looked for the alpha, or I would have... Okay. I don't yeah, know, actually. That's what it was. I was thinking how... Right. Then I would yeah. have identified, maybe if I could, like in all of that commotion, which dog to maybe try to poke its eye, grab, grab its eyes, or p- smash its face or yes. something. So, yeah, I don't know which was the alpha, because I didn't get that far in the process. They ran off by them. You know, every animal lover that listens to this is going to say, oh, this is horrible, you know, <laughs> just the same way that they would judge. They And they're they're judging me for, like, you know, making a joke about how a cop has nine bullets and there's uh, ten people. That, <laughs> like, because, of course, they don't understand who we are. Like, we're not, like, not bad people, but, you know, people. See, people are so judgy. And right now, they're judging you, Clark. Any animal lover is judging you no disagree because i'm the biggest animal lover and i like i said this gives me like i i feel your forehead is yeah it's just kidding no but i feel sweaty i my my palms are definitely sweaty i'm Uh, I'm almost like in that situation it's a scary situation yeah it's terrible yeah it would be very scary i I don't want to dominate the whole episode with that but um 
that's quite the benchmark for this for this um, episode. I feel. All right, so let's switch gears and let's talk about something funny. Um, well, I'm glad you don't find that funny. <laughs> did you have something funny that you wanted to talk about? Well, I'm 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 letting like Clark guide this. We do have we have a couple of things that we can come up with, but. Um, like one of the things that yesterday, so Clark, um, his wife and I, we went out yesterday and then um, Clark and I went for the famous last round um, in the neighborhood. And, you know, well, I think this ties in with peeling back the layers and Clark and I have gotten to a point where I think TMI, too much information, that doesn't exist anymore between us. <laughs> And then we came to talk yeah, about like it's, it's long gone with us. Yeah. Too. Um, and then, but then we also, you know, kind of like went into the area of, um, you know, where does TMI fall into place? Like, when do you have it? Like with colleagues, with friends? There, we've established there's a sort of friendship where TMI doesn't exist, like zero. Um, ha- have we ever encountered colleagues where you kind of like, oh, okay, no, I just don't want to hear that. Like, back mm-hmm. off. Right. Um, Simon, do you have have you ever been in a job where you're you're you definitely have levels of of information that is safe to talk about? Okay, so I I have the I have I tend to err on the side of caution when it comes to work colleagues. <laughs> um and I have uh well in okay, so I'm in a situation now where I'm about to switch jobs and uh, my last day is on Wednesday, but I had a colleague, I, I guess I still have, but had a colleague who um, was a male friend, and we hit it off right from day one. And um, he's a pretty open guy, and we were able to share some, you know, some stories that you would not share with other people. Like, you just wouldn't. So, yeah, there are, there are people that I have conversations like that with anyone else i'd be very careful about what i said because uh, we live in a world now where like i said five minutes ago people are very critical and they're willing to throw you under the bus oh absolutely the drop of a hat yeah you got to be very careful about who you share too much information right so can i but having said that yeah go ahead i was gonna say can you can you didn't you have a situation with a colleague where you guys went out for beers, and I forget whether you had your spouses with you or not, or whether it was just you and that person, but didn't you get this distinct impression they were actually maybe trying to set up like a foursome or something? <laughs> or a swinging type of scenario? Yeah, oh. I'm not going to talk about it, though. Okay. Oh, I have a story <laughs> well, on okay, that. Well, I'll, okay, I'll, 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 I'll talk about it vaguely. I'll talk about it vaguely. And we just, there was... Um, there was a situation where, um, yeah, we, we had, we have a friend who is, uh, I guess they were, they spent some time in the military and, um, during their time in the military, I guess they had some, uh, they had some, I I don't know. I I really don't know. I, I, I didn't get the full story, but, uh, apparently they like to, uh, they like to think about and watch uh, their significant other um, get it on with other guys. So the idea was um, the idea was. floated. <laughs> the idea was floated that uh, oh yeah, we should uh, we should come over and uh, you know <laughs> whatever, right? <laughs> it was a vague idea. 
Uh, it wasn't actually said, but uh, I remember thinking to myself, yeah, it w- but it was vaguely implied. So there was like that that weird like layer of, oh, like if if they interpreted it like that, I was taking offense. Like, oh, did you mean that I? No, no, I wasn't saying that. You know what I mean? There was a there there was enough. Like, you know what I'm saying? That there was enough vagueness there that they could have easily flipped it the other way. Oh. Like, oh, what am I? Uh, why? What was I thinking, right? No, 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 no. We just meant get together, right? Yeah. So, it, it was weird, but... Uh, I'm getting, uh, yeah, just uncomfortable listening to that. That is... Um, We're making you feel uncomfortable No, today. but I have... Um, can, I, can, can I... No, no I, I, can I chime in yeah. with a similar story? Sure. Um, that's... Equally I think, as I think cringy. Simon's done with his. You're not gonna yeah, take you're not going to reveal any more, will you? Okay. Well, I no. went. Um, so in in this in this company, um, I once had a trip with my boss's boss. He was the head of that you know department. Very important person. I was nervous, um, and he is not the easiest character. Anyhow, you know we do our meetings and. Um, we're in a city in Germany um, with a famous opera house, and and he's a massive opera fan. And so, what's, next, what city is this? Uh, that's Hamburg, um, and the, it's the Hamburg Philharmonic. It's a new building. It's beautiful. And we're like, okay, let's line up for you know when you line up for like leftover tickets. And we were lucky because some people didn't show up, and we both got a ticket to um, well, it, in this case, it wasn't an opera, but it was a musical piece, uh, Benjamin Britten. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing. Um, we had we couldn't get seats together, but that didn't matter. Or even like we felt better about this because you're like, oh, I get time away from that person. Right. Anyways, afterwards we're hungry and it was like ten o'clock and we're you know like, oh shoot, where are we going to eat something? And eventually we asked this couple who also came out of that opera philharmonic house and we're like, excuse me, do you know where to find something to eat? And they're like, yeah, 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 over there. There's a really good French restaurant and it was a couple maybe in their early sixties or so. And, um, but, you know, we can take you with us. Our car is just over there. And so we get in the car with them and we drive to that restaurant and, you know, it's like, oh, well, thank you very much for showing us here. And they're like, yeah, we're going to eat here too. Uh, Why don't we all sit together? Uh. And we get, I mean, it was, it was great food, great company. And um, the the husband um, and my boss had this show. They just had had a connection going on in terms of you know what we all did as a job, and uh, you know we had wine, and then it came to the moment of paying, and they're like, no, 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 let us you know take will this will will pay for you, um, and we can even like take you to your hotel, and at that point of time, like. Um, <laughs> We're like, oh, this is so awkward. So we're sitting in the back of their big Mercedes S class, and they're, and it's this awkward silence. But at the same, like, I have all of these scenarios in my head, right? <laughs> you, like heading at that, like thinking, oh my god, maybe this was this couple in their sixties, and they maybe thought like at first. Him and I are a couple, right. but then they find out I'm just his employee, <laughs> and then maybe they thought I was even kinkier. But luckily, <laughs> they just dropped us off. No more suggestions. And then I had to leak that idea to my boss, and I, you know, I cringe to myself, and I'm go like, "Hey, and, you know, name his name." I, I like 
do you, I had a weird moment about this. I need to share this with you. And he's like, yeah, me too, Teresa. Oh, that's I'm so relieved we're now back at this hotel. That's so funny that you guys had the same I, thought. I yeah. know. And, you know, yeah. we never spoke about it again. Like, actually, when we both, like, relieved these <clears throat> ideas and spoke about it, we couldn't even make eye contact because <laughs> it was just so... Because we must have both had that image <laughs> in our head. Right, right. Um, yeah. I could totally picture the... As you're like, as you're telling you the story, the people, I, I can yes. totally picture it, and I could totally picture you're imagining. Well, hold on a sec. The, the hotel's that way. Um, <laughs> and you're starting to head like out of town oh. or something, like because it could go like the axe <laughs> murder right. route as well, it right? Could have been any, <laughs> anything could have happened to us, right? And um, right. it's um, well, you know, I've left this company now, but I will fondly, r- cringely remember this. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a weird thing that happens when you have that opportunity. Like, I don't know. It doesn't sound like it was the same kind of opportunity. (laughs) No. It was was literally thrown out there for us. And um, the weird part about it is, I think at first, you kind of sort of go, oh, that's, wait, no, that's, and then, and then you start to think, oh, well, I don't know. Am I am I being approved? Like, is this sort of like a? Is, should I be open minded to the idea? Or yeah, should I be open minded? And then and then you go. Okay, so then the night ends and it's done and and everybody's <laughs> gone to sleep. And then you're laying in bed there and you're thinking, did I just miss an opportunity? Is this something? Should I have done this? Like it's it's so you know like it's so weird. And uh and then there's like there's there's a little bit of like a like a, a sexy factor to it that you're like. Well, wait. This actually, and then you start thinking. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. It's just a quick. It just becomes quick question though. Clarifying because yeah. I don't think you said. Were was it just you and him, or was what are you there as for like a two couple sitting or, or? No, no. The conversation was just uh, him and I, but um, but then uh, afterward they they have. They have spent time at our house. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you've now warmed up to this whole idea. Now you're a full fledged swinging couple. <laughs> no, 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 no. Completely, uh, completely different. There was other people right. around. So yeah. yeah. These, Otherwise, you would have um, done it. No, I'm just <laughs> these these <laughs> no. moments do come up though. Like my last place where I lived at in London, um, I was really friends with um, the neighbor guy, and he had a really lovely girlfriend um, from Miami. So she would stay over for weeks and or at a time. And I know that she always, like, we would talk very, that was also like somebody, a friend that I quickly made, and there was, you know, no such thing as TMI. And she would be telling me that, you know, he really wanted to have a threesome. It seemed, you know, it seems to be in a lot of um, people's <laughs> minds. And now these people, I and, I and I'll put it out there. So I am queer, right? I am, I don't care about gender. And they knew that. So I, I was always deathly afraid that she was going to one time ask me because I would have to declare both beautiful, attractive people. Um, but I couldn't have done it. Like, and I was like, she was telling me how they were trying to set something up with another friend and it didn't work out. So mm. again, it was a situation where I avoided eye contact because I'm like, I hope she doesn't ask me because I'm, uh, you know, I'm just, 
I'm just an either or person. I'm not I'm not going to get into like a situation where there's both genders and that I don't want to do that. And but I was deathly afraid of that, mm. that that was going to come out. Like, hey, but Teresa, she, you know, we know that she definitely is experienced. Um, so I'm <laughs> that never happened. You know, I've since left. Um, she's now back fully in the US. And um that's funny. I we have a bit of a time check. We oh, got yeah. to probably wrap up uh, because we have to leave in a few minutes. I definitely okay, do. I yeah. do. I thought just one final thought on that particular story. <coughs> Is that the same person where the the I don't know where you were in the friendship at this point, but was this the same friend where like when he came to visit? Like, she came to visit, it would when get she noisy. Came, yeah, like the whole neighborhood oh, could hear them having sex. It like. was, I mean, she, they, so our, so the guy lived next to me and our bedrooms were, you know, wall on wall. Our beds were wall, you know, right next right. to each other. We were like 10 centimeters apart. <laughs> but they, I mean, they were, you know, the entire neighborhood. Um, they were catching up and everybody knew it. Yes. <laughs> it, it was that couple. Yes. Nothing like the thumping of a bedboard well, on the it wall. Was the, it to was the, like, she give, was uh, quite noisy. Um, I couldn't hear him, but um, yeah. you know, and we mo- we'd make a joke. Like I'd actually text her and be like, oh, "Okay, um, I guess you had fun," oh, and wow. <laughs> or like have some decency, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. See, I don't think of, I don't think of it that way. I don't. I don't. I I, I don't think of it as a have some decency thing. I've been in hotel rooms where I've heard the the couple next door, and I I always kind of thought, you know, okay, yeah, it's a bit loud, but I always thought, yeah, eh, they're having right. fun, enjoy themselves, why not, right now? I, I, I know. I was at a conference once and was coming out of my hotel room, and and I hadn't heard sounds next door or anything like that. It was this was like day one that I was there. I don't even think it had been there yet overnight, but. There was a, it was a point in the conference where I think I'd gone back to my hotel just to grab. I forgot something, so I went to grab it. So it was a, kind of like a break. And so there the, there was two people next door who came out of their hotel room as I was kind of coming out of my hotel room. And I had seen them separately earlier, and they worked together. And then I was seeing them come out of their the hotel room together. And I thought, oh, okay, you guys work at the same company and you're also a couple. Or I was thinking, or you're having an affair. Or So I build the story, right? And I made my conclusions that, oh, these two people are sexually involved, most likely. And then I realized a little while later that I've been in situations like where on business, a friend of mine will come and meet me at my room while I'm like finishing up the last bit of whatever. Oh, yeah. It could be totally innocent. Right. And then, yeah. you know, the yeah. two of us open the door up and we go out. And then I could imagine if someone... <laughs> you, could, you could be like, like a oh, gay couple. Yeah, okay. for sure. and so they're... Yeah. I didn't know Clark was gay. Yeah. That's awesome. Or if it was a female, again, I don't know if I would have a female colleague ever come into my room right. because you just have the radar up in general that that could look inappropriate. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But we yeah. did have a scenario. I'll, I'll keep the person, people nameless, but... I was um, a friend of mine, and his <clears throat> girlfriend at the time. W- w- him and I were we were on like a guys trip together, and his girlfriend came to meet us at our hotel. She came in the room, and we were just like chatting for a bit. It was the same scenario; like someone was finishing up brushing their teeth, and away we were going to go and have some lunch or something. And we come out the three of us from the room. <laughs> awesome! Wow, 
Guys, that was so fantastic. Like she said it loud enough to be heard oh. down the hallway if anybody happened to be there. That is perfect. Yeah. That is so good. I love it. I love that it. That is awesome. Well, <laughs> it's so good. All right. You guys have stuff yep. to do. Uh, I, I got stuff to do. Great episode. Uh, had uh, some twists and turns in it for sure. And uh, Teresa, so... So good to uh, chat with Same you. Same here, and, likewise. Uh, yeah, it would be a lot of fun to do this again. So good. that's good. All right. That's good. Well, have a wonderful evening. Thank you. You too.